We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN's content manager and vibe purveyor, Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors on your Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs Plus, a blind nil segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. Presented by Holiday Distillery's Five Farms Irish Cream. The latest Outside the Trenches starts now. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this episode of Outside the Trenches. Appreciate you for hanging out with us, spending part of your day with us. Please hit that like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. This show is presented by our friends up at Holiday Distillery and my favorite product of theirs, the Five Farms Irish Cream. It is delicious, highly recommended, and just like this episode is going to be highly recommended as we get into the heart of the offseason, speculation season, Nick's favorite time of the year, <laughs> as I'm joined, as always, Mr. Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin. Boys, how goes it this evening? We're recording late on Wednesday night. So, Nick, how goes it? How's the last week been for you, buddy? Uh, it's, it's been good. It's been good. I'm already sick of this offseason, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I love I love the receipts that people keep that the super edit of everyone saying that, you know, Mahomes wasn't going to be shit and is a rebuilding year. And it's just like, God, like, how do these people get paid to talk sports? I'm like, are, are do they just say shit to clip? Like, I don't think they believe half of what they say. That's why it, it bothers me. And that's why I'm thankful that we don't do that here. We don't do that at KCSN. There's no hot takes. Just here's the info. Here's your opinion. This is what I believe based off watching film. What a weird concept. What an absolutely weird concept. Very solid, lukewarm takes. <laughs> very, <laughs> very room solid. temperature takes right down the middle. We, hey, we were, on, we were on it. We were on it early. The Frank Clark, uh, the, the yeah. Tyree kill not being True. a factor. I mean, this is, this is things here. People are finally We've got receipts. It. We can go back and listen to those episodes. We'll put it like a whole highlight reel together to. of all the things that we? we were right about. Can oh. we? And then me, me thinking Denver was going to win the AFC West though this year. I'll, I'll be honest with that. I, I thought they were going to do it. I thought Everybody they were early in the year saying like, we need to cut Frank Clark. And I'm basically just like, shut We've always been defenders since we're since you're with yeah. the Chiefs. BJ. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. Of them. We're not the only people who believed in Flank Clark. I'm gonna put that out there. Obviously, I'm very happy to for all his success, and he's one of the greatest pass rushers in you know NFL postseason history. No big deal. So, Tuck, how goes it? How have you been since the last time I saw you 
two hours ago. Yeah, no, I, I'm good. Uh, yeah, we're getting into the offseason stuff. So not only do we get a lot of Chief stuff, obviously, draft shows getting picked up. We got, you know, MLS season starts this weekend. Um, as we're recording this mm-hmm. podcast, as you mentioned, late on a on a Wednesday, because we like to wait to the very last minute to give you the most up-to-date information when we record podcasts. That's the reason. That's the reason we do this. We're doing this for you guys. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy the episode. I know it's going to be a good one, preemptively just uh, already selling it high. <laughs> All right. Peter Vermees. New contract. Extension. extension. Oh, yeah. Big oh, news. Okay. Yeah, to wow. like 2028. Yeah. Oh, then not a real year, by the way. Like, we're not going to get to 2028, right? That we'll have flying cars before we get to 2028. I mean, come on, that's not a real year. Not All a right. year. That's the future. <laughs> All right, people listening at this point, you know the deal. Uh, we got our blind nail segment coming up, but guys, the headlines, the the one topic I want to spend some time talking on because it's been the the talk yes. of of the Chiefs and of the NFL, at least within our little world um, here lately, is Eric Bieniemy going to the Washington Commanders and former. I call it former Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy uh, coming out and being very vocal, which I'm going to use the word consistent in air quotes here, but he has been very consistent in that he is very obvious he does not like Eric Pianami at all. Uh, but his comments have obviously struck a chord with not just Chiefs fans, but a lot of former Chiefs players and current Chiefs players have come out, quote tweeted uh, the segment that went out on social media and basically said I had a completely different experience uh, with Eric Bieniemy, and anyone who's ever been around Eric Bieniemy, it's going to be that he's an old school coach. He's going to not sugarcoat. He's going to tell you exactly how he feels uh, exactly where you stand. And some players don't handle that very well. So before we get into a lot of it, Nick, I'm curious for you, what kind of coaching did you kind of take to? Cause the guys who like to be coached hard, who that's kind of what brought out the best of them, or at least didn't take it personally when a coach was hard on them. Um, those are the guys that would lay in front of a truck for Eric the enemy and the guys that were towards the end of their career, LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell was the same way. He, he's going to tell you you're washed if you're washed or that you're not the same player and that you're a backup. Some guys don't handle that very well. And it seems like that's what's happened with LaShawn McCoy because um, there's definitely some vitriol with the way that he's been talking about him. But Nick, you know, what kind of coaching did you take to when you were a player? I was like, like coaching who just would work with you. Uh, I always adapted to any coach and how they wanted to operate. Like if a coach wanted to MF me, that's fine. Or if a coach, you know, wanted to use, you know, like the, the sugar technique, I, I responded to either. I always knew personally that I always wanted to win. I, I was doing everything I can from my end to, to get better, to make sure that we have the correct play called and uh, the right formations. And I was performing my highest level. So coaches are really going to, affect me too much if anything like that so just you know whatever coach whatever style they want to do they can do but i never liked tough guys you know like i never liked fake tough guy stuff like all that stuff to me was was out the window like when you start trying to act tough or if you're a phony uh, if you're not yourself like just be yeah. who you are like that's it and i think that's what eb does so well is he's you know he's new orleans through and through be yourself yeah be exactly yourself. what is that talk just friends come on nope anyway yes it's only <laughs> yes it's only in our house that you know there's like four people listening like i know what that was from i appreciate yeah, exactly it right. yes yeah, uh exactly. tucker what kind of coaching did you take to oh i i i find myself some as an offensive lineman you seem to get a lot of like gritty coaches right that are just uh uh old school um 
just like you're gonna have to put in the work type of type of coach and that's kind of when i was coaching i was just kind of like i'm not gonna feel sorry for you you just gotta you gotta work because uh when I, when I was coaching we didn't have the biggest offensive line right but uh so you had to work on the heart a lot uh with, with the offensive line that i had so you had to work on the mindset a little bit so it was a little bit different than the coaching that i would have like i like it to like when when a coach would get on you uh, to call you out a little bit and make you yeah. feel like you had to work a little bit harder. Um, that's what, what I liked. And that's kind of the coach that I wanted to be, but obviously you got to adapt with uh, the things you see, but with what you have, but no, that's, that's what I like. Like to, to be held accountable pretty much. Um, Cause sometimes with the coaches that are a little bit, uh, what did you call it, Nick? Giving you the sugar? Is that what you said? Um, yeah, like a, sh- a sugar bear technique, or just yeah, just yeah. Nice. Sometimes like, you can yeah. feel like you can get away with some stuff, and then that's not that's never good for uh, development. You want to always be held accountable and consistent. Yeah, I think the comparison between football and baseball is not there. It's not they're not coached the same, but I very much like my college baseball. He wasn't yelling and screaming a lot, but he didn't talk to you unless you earned it. <laughs> like. He didn't sugarcoat. You knew exactly where you stood. He gave you a compliment. You know, you earned it because it didn't come very often. He didn't just shower everybody with compliments just because everybody was trying real hard. and He was happy the guys were trying. It's like you're only here because you try hard. So I expect that. That's the the bare minimum is putting everything you have into it. So anyway, I I responded to knowing where I stood and I I never had to worry. What is he thinking? What does he think about this? What does he think about that? It's like work your tail off. And when you do something well, who's going to give you a compliment? if you've earned it and I always responded well to that. But uh, one of the interesting things with some of these takes that have come out about Eric B and I mean, I'm talking guys like Sharkandrick West came out, Juan Thornhill came out, Jeff Allen came out and said something. Jamal mm-hmm. Charles came out and said something kind of in defense of EB and said, a lot of people have said some things um, all along the same lines of he's not a coach for everybody. Cause of the way that he is very old school in your face. Uh, but I thought it was really telling that Tyree kill came out on his podcast and that's probably going to trigger a lot of cheese fans because it seems like when we talked about Tyreek's podcast <laughs> it's always been him calling two of the most accurate quarterback in the NFL or all the other things that just genuinely annoyed Chiefs kingdom uh for a player that's still going to go down as one of the probably the best wide receiver in franchise history um I yeah. think there's a whole lot of argument there after uh, Dwayne Bowe no stop it <laughs> Dwayne Bowe Eddie Kinnison Derek Alexander Otis Taylor is obviously the one <laughs> I think Jamal um, Charles is up there too in terms of his he, so, I mean, he caught the screen be. game, right? Yeah. <laughs> right Jared dude. McKinnon is probably right there. He too, might right? be. Honestly, I'm going to look that up. I might. He's got it. I want to. I want to throw to this segment because it. I saw it on social media, and I thought that uh, Tyreek did a good job of just kind of explaining his process and what EB meant to him uh, as a coach. When I first got in the league, I was a running back, and EB coached running backs. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, like, he made me understand who I was as a player. And to him, mm-hmm. it's bigger than football. Like playing football is, is part of the blessing. But outside of football, who you are as a person, how you carry yourself every day as a person, that's mm-hmm. that's the message what he was delivering to me, dog. That made me realize who I was. That made me understand my true power. And truth be told, not a lot of people will understand EB as a coach because right. he's a yeller. He he like to yell. He like to do this and that. Right. Don't phase me, bro. I must be able to sit there and right. listen to you and talk to you and do whatever you got to do. As long as you right. get the message to me. You feel me? I think it's good because the whole point is the message got received, which is all you're trying to do as a coach is get through to your player with whatever message you're trying to do. And some people, when they get yelled at, they completely tune it out. And some players, when they're told, hey, you're not the same player that you were and this is your new reality, 
they then tune everything else that's out. And that kind of seems like what happened with Le'Veon Bell and what's happened with LaShawn McCoy. But it seems like Andy Reid always gets a pass on these things. I don't know if he just handles it better than he be. And he doesn't sugarcoat and just kind of lets it out. I really like to know, be a fly on the wall of how those two handle those discussions. Because Andy Reid's not gassing them up either, making it sound like everything's great. And then he doesn't play because that doesn't, that's a short term kind of deal. So really curious how he navigates in terms of Andy Reid always seems to navigate that stuff so well because you never really hear players say a lot of negative things about Coach Reed, even though the same message is being delivered. His quote was epic. Andy Reed's Andy Reed's clapback. Yeah. What he said, he said, yeah, he said we had some, um, or no, LaShawn, was it LaShawn McCoy, right? Well, when Le'Veon Bell actually is the one that went after Andy Reed, this was a year Mm. or two ago, and Le'Veon Bell was just like, I don't like Coach Reed. Coach Reed was like rude to me or something like that. And he's like, well, sometimes you get like two old dogs or something like. That. He he had like a metaphor that he worked in there, basically saying that Le'Veon or Le'Veon Bell was past his prime. Um, yeah. and he, that that clap back to him was just like, oh, okay, well, uh, that's why he doesn't like Andy Reed is because uh, he was he was past his prime. Yeah, not the. I guess he didn't navigate. Not the yeah. youngest pup. And there was a, a, a lot of young pups in the county. He wasn't a young pup. But yeah. also, you got to look at, too, like, uh, I think with EB, I've never watched or heard or seen EB coach. But from, from what I've gathered is that, you know, he was a yeller. He's old school. And which gears you more towards, like, a, a rookie a rookie coach, right, where, where you listen to that. And if you're a vet and you come into that not knowing that, then it could be a bit abrasive to you. It's not what you're used to. And some people don't respond to that. And also look at too with with uh, him, uh, Lashawn McCoy. He was the guy. He was a starter, and he fumbled twice in crucial situations and got benched. I mean, you know, he was on the Super Bowl team, right? As an inactive, so man's got some bitterness in his heart. So let's not forget, you know, what what they're you know what you're dealing with too. So you know, he's got a lot of hate in his heart. He's got to got to get it out somehow, man, and get his two cents in. Yeah, uh, I was looking at LaShawn McCoy's stats in Kansas City. Had a little bit more time, more, he had more touches than I thought he did. 129 total mm-hmm. touches, uh, three fumbles. One of them came on, I think two of them were running the ball. One was on a screen pass. I saw that video kind of going around where he had the ball like out here and always uh, the guy came out behind him and punched it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, he had a little bit, he had more production than I thought he did. 465 yards on the ground. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that's a far cry from what he had you know, as his, in his prime in Philadelphia and even in Buffalo, he had a few good years there in Buffalo where he had almost a thousand yards in those four seasons. So um, yeah, uh, some, some real interesting stuff coming from a guy who uh, was, was at the end of his career and he went to, I believe, yeah, he went to back to back Super Bowls. Is that right? Yeah. 2019 and 2020. Yeah. Wait, really? Was he on the 2020 chiefs? He was on the 2020 Buccaneers, so he won back-to-back Super Bowls. Correct? Oh wow! The 2019 Chiefs won the Super. Yeah, sorry, he got heart carried twice. The years were getting mixed up in my head just because when the Super Bowl was played. But right. yes, uh, the 2019 Chiefs and the 2020 uh, Buccaneers is what what the team team won. Uh, he had a total of uh, ten carries for 31 yards on that Buccaneers team. So he really uh, really put in the work on that one. Um, I'd make a joke about that, but then I just think about Melvin Gordon just handling it so well. And I was like, why can't you be more like Melvin Gordon? Where was Clyde? Is Clyde in New York? What's, what's the deal? For the what parade. Got, what do you got going on for, for the parade? Does he have uh, some, some family? What's the deal? That's a great He's question. He's at a fashion show, apparently. So I'm Excuse. sure the story. 
sure the story's going to come out. I know a lot of people assume that Clyde Edwards Lair is going to get cut. He would be like a $2.6 million cap hit or something. Like it is only like an $800,000 difference if he's on the team or if he gets cut. If he gets cut, it's like a $2.6 million dead cap hit. So to go sign a veteran running back, anybody, anybody but a draft pick is going to hurt your cap. I'd say almost significantly, if you're talking three, four million dollars to go get a veteran, you have to pay on the cap compared to just keeping Clyde on the team. So I would actually lean towards a better chance of him coming back because of the business side of it and what his dead cap would be than Clyde being gone. But uh, finishing up some of the headlines as we just put the bow on the Eric enemy stuff. And I don't think think I speak for all of us that we're rooting for Eric enemy. We really curious and be paying attention to their offense because Ron Rivera being a defensive minded guy, like he already said, like Eric Bieniemy gets the offense. He's play calling, he gets help kind of put together the staff, game plan, do all of that stuff. So you're really not going to have any excuses for people who don't think that he could do that or that it was all Andy Reid and that Eric Bieniemy was just kind of getting the credit, although they didn't say that with Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy. Um, but other news coming out for the Chiefs right now McCole Hardman has his cert, had his surgery, came out. Thanked everybody on social media. It's going to be huge for him to show that he's healthy because he's a free agent, yeah. uh, along with a handful of other guys, Juan Thornhill, Colin Saunders, Andrew Wiley. Um, those guys are going to have big off seasons for themselves. And um, right after this quick break, we are going to get into our blind nil segment. So hang around. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back to Outside the Trenches here on KC Sports Network. We appreciate all you for hanging out. We've gone through the headlines, and now you know the deal. It is time for our blind nil segment, which means if you're first-time listener... Each one of us has a different topic, different segment that we're going to talk through. The other two do not know what it is, so you're getting very off-the-cuff answers. Uh, Tucker, let's start with you this time. What have you got for our blind nil? Well, 
I was thinking about this. I even sent this tweet out actually um, on the KC Sports Network Twitter account. I sent this tweet out because I'm curious when people look back on this 2023, 2022, 2023 season. I want to know what your guys, obviously outside of the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, that's an easy answer. I don't want to hear that answer. But what was your favorite moment, your favorite uh, best storyline maybe, but your favorite moment from the Chiefs season this year? There's a lot of great moments uh, in this season. Um, some necessarily obviously better than others uh, winning the Super Bowl. I'm taking that out of it. Dude, you, don't, you don't get to pick that one. But outside of the Super Bowl, what was your favorite moment from the season? The rise of Pacheco and McKinnon and, and not, not only seeing not well, I can't see that just a white paper. I know, but it was there. That's literally <laughs> I literally wrote down rise of Pacheco. That was I don't know. Did you look at my paper before this? Of course there? I did. I went like this. I went like this. Yeah. And I, I looked I looked at it and I saw <laughs> it. Yeah. No, well, to me it's something you know, we saw in the preseason, like you know, I, I watch film and and you see it in the preseason, you see you guys working, right? And you see how they interact and see hungry running backs. And I, I loved how they gave Clyde a chance because I think that's what you do, right? You're a first round pick. So you get a chance, you get a chance to perform and they're like, all right, we're sick of this experiment and we're going to start sprinkling in some McKinnon, some Pacheco. And they, they earned it through the, the normal routes, special teams being kick-ass and pass pro and just running hard, running angry. And I love how they were able to adapt this O-line finally, like the second half of the Super Bowl and just run the, run the ball. Just run it. That's it. And you get two, two, a two-headed Hydra dragon, fire-breathing dragon uh, coming at you. So get out the way. I've got a, a couple. <laughs> I'm not going to take this in answer because I can't narrow it down uh, to one. But the first – I mean, obviously, the obvious one is Patrick Mahomes and what the offense did. I don't want to take yeah. that low-hanging fruit. But what they did without Tyreek, that was the biggest storyline throughout the year. My next one is Chris Jones. Uh, it was a huge year for him coming in and, and going back and hearing the things that he said and reading the comments that he made right after the Bengals lost in the AFC championship game two years ago. And then what he said when he got to training camp to start the season that he thought about that game and that he left plays out on the field is what Trent Gr- I had the conversation with Trent green earlier this week on KCSN update. That was a phenomenal discussion. If you listen to this, go back and listen to the, the conversation I had with Trent. And, uh, he talked a lot about Chris Jones and even off the record, and away from the mic, some of the conversations he had with Chris of knowing that we needed to see him play at a defensive player of the year type level for the Chiefs defense to be what they needed to be for them to win as many games and get the number one seed and go win a Super Bowl. And for a player that was homegrown that we've seen kind of develop and mature uh, in front of our eyes, like it was amazing to watch Chris Jones go out and play the way that he did this year. And then the final one, which I didn't really didn't really dawn on me till right now is that we talked, you think back to like week two, three, four, five, Butker rolls his ankle. All we can talk about are special teams or what's going to be holding this team back, whether it's missing extra points, missing field goals, but it was also the punt return stuff. And it was like Sky Moore muffing all the punts. And then think about the Super Bowl. Kadarius Tony has the longest punt return in NFL in like Super Bowl history, which is the biggest play in that game. And Butker hit game-winning field goals in both the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. I know they were short, but like to win the game. And you think back to week three and everybody, the sky is falling. Everything is going to fall apart. And then by the end of the year, it's like, they'll get it figured out. They'll get it fixed. Dave Tobe is good at what he does. Brett Veach is good, as what, is good at what he does. Brought those guys in. And uh, so for special teams to be such a negative thing, discussed and picked apart the holding, all the crap. Uh, for it to get into the playoffs and not just for that to not be a problem, but to be the reason that they won. I'm never, I'll always remember spending two weeks debating and 
analyzing holds. Okay. <laughs> like on a field goal or extra point. Oh my god. <laughs> I a lot of times. We've never done that before. I heard angle of the ball and I talked about that and I'm like I hate myself right now for talking about this. <laughs> Now, all those, uh, all those are very good. Uh, I wrote down like four or five because there are there are really good, like some pretty solid, good moments from this. I think a, a a big one that I saw on the replies of the tweet. Obviously, saw a lot of Super Bowl ones, people taking the easy way out on that one. But the second most one that I saw was beating the Bengals after them talking just so much mess leading up to that game. Like yeah. that, just the, the feeling of like the weight off the shoulders, losing three times to those guys, beating them in the AFC championship game to go to the Super Bowl. That's huge. And I think it's even bigger that they didn't have a letdown in the Super Bowl, right? Because I think that's really yeah. easy to have a letdown after a game like that, that has so much emotion riding on it. Um, so I think that's kind of an underrated part of how they played in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I have right. The, the second thing I have written down, was sweeping the AFC West. After everyone was talking about how good the AFC West was going to be, the Chiefs come out and still beat them. Uh, and every chance that they get, they beat every team in the AFC West. They beat the Broncos two more times. They beat the they beat the Raiders, who Raiders were supposed to be super good, had a really good offense, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, all this. Now, you know, both those guys might not be there in a couple of years. Um, Devontae Adams might be gone too. So uh, then you got the Broncos, obviously, the dumpster fire that they were, the Chargers, who... <laughs> Uh, who actually, I don't know if you guys have seen this. They're already anointing them as the uh, AFC West uh, leader or winner next year. Um, I know Nick doesn't care, but um, th- they've already talked about it. I think the, the Ken Swanson made a tweet about it, about how the, the Chargers website was writing, yeah, uh, Chargers already picked to fish, finish uh, the AFC West on top. Nice try. Uh, so it's already happening early, but I think sweeping the AFC West, if there's so much hype, saying the Chiefs were going to finish the last, the Chiefs were going to miss the playoffs. I love how people are like, oh, the Chiefs made all this stuff up. Like now, now people are like, oh, th- this is made up. No one, no one said that the Chiefs were going to miss the playoffs. Who said all this? And like everyone's like, oh, okay, we're going to now dump you with so many videos of clips of people saying that the Chiefs were going to make the playoffs. Like, well, th- those people actually don't know what they're talking. Okay, now we're moving goalposts. It seems like in this conversation we just keep moving goalposts about what what we can and can't use as receipts. And it seems like it happens every time with the Chiefs. Listen. Chiefs are the villains now. Chiefs are uh, mm-hmm. Chiefs are the Death Star. The Chiefs are what everyone's trying to beat. Every team in the NFL, AFC specifically, is going to be built to beat the Chiefs, and they're going to be tough matchups. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of that that evolution of the Chiefs also as well of of being a team that was likable to a team that. Now everyone does not want to see you win. When you go to the Super Bowl, you're seeing maps of like everywhere besides Kansas and Missouri picking the Chiefs to win. That feels kind of good. I'll say it. I got two more that I'm going to add to this list. Yeah. Uh, one. Fuck? I thought we. Were, I thought it was just like one. You guys have like four. Like I got like five. Sh- shut up, Nick. Come Nick, on. We can add as many more. as we want, Nick. Uh, Len Dawson. Yeah. And playing the season for Lenny that we kind of forgot about because he was yeah. so early. Um, was special. And then I can't not talk about Frank Clark. And it's not even a, a thing other than if it ends up being his last year in Kansas city, I would love to see Frank come back. I have no idea if he's gonna be back or not, but either way he changed his narrative as much as any player could within a year of people that weren't supporting him to see. And for everybody to talk about the postseason sacks and all of that, he is viewed completely differently because he came back this year and his time in Kansas city and obviously winning the super bowl, all that stuff helps. But 
going back to training camp and just seeing the way that he talked about it. And I, I love that the cameras caught a lot of the conversations he had with Andy Reid. I'm glad that he spoke with the media and was open with them about those kinds of things because those those were kind of like the the vibes of the conversations that I had with him back when I was there, which is one of the reasons that I you know supported him as much as I did is like, hey, I know a guy personally. We've had some real conversations. I'm going to support this dude. And I saw what he did from a leadership perspective behind the scenes. So that was kind of where I was always coming from. If you're listening to this, you know how I felt about it. Um, but for him to come in and shape, lose all the weight, come in, be very kind of honest about like his struggles and all of that at training camp, going back to that. And then all the time that he was spending after practice with George Karloftis and some of the other younger guys and showing that leadership, it just kind of like put in motion all of these things uh, that led to him having success on the field, having success in the postseason, and then kind of rewriting his legacy for a lot of people and the narrative around him and his time in Kansas City. Um, there were a lot of people that, were gonna, that had been supporting him the whole time, but I feel like Frank did a, a phenomenal job this year of going down as like a chief's legend at this point, uh, more widely known uh, or widely accepted. And I think if he had not come back this year and did what he did. Yeah. Ring of honor. Are we, are we talking ring of honor for Frank Clark now? Two Super Bowls. looking at what he's done in Kansas city. Uh, I would, but you know how many, back? there's a lot of dude. This is what happens with like the 2000 teams. He's like, you can only put one guy in the ring of honor a year. And how many dudes on the team right now are going in the ring of honor? I mean, Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill Patrick probably goes Mahomes. in the Ring of Honor. I know he's on the he's on the team right now. You don't think so? You don't think Tyreek Hill? He's like, I've I've got the. Do you think he deserves it because of what he did? Yes, but for the same reason, the Mahomes. Mahomes is going all time in receiving franchise. But think about the time in which this is going to come. You're talking about Tamba Ali, Derek Johnson. I know they That's retired true. early, but all these guys have to get in, and they start bottlenecking yeah. how many guys you can put through. But you get. Uh, Obviously, Mahomes, right. Kelsey, <laughs> Chris Jones, like those guys are art. Andy Reid is going to yeah. be going in. Beach, um, Beach. I don't know if they put a GM up there. Carl well, Peterson's name is up there. Why stop it? Why? Why do they only put in one a year? Is that a principal thing, or I don't know. Just what they do. They announce oh. it at the right. How they've always done or, it, Tucker. I just didn't know if it was just like, running out of space. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going to do because they can only go around the ribbon ring. so many times. That's true. <laughs> only, yeah, one ring to roll them all. But yeah. I mean, I just, yes, I do think those guys deserve, but at some point you kind of run into, yeah. uh oh, like there's so many dudes. That's kind of what's happening with a lot of those 2000 teams. There's a lot of d- dudes who deserve to be in from those 2000 like legendary teams and they're not in yet just because, again, one a year. Um, I have the the receiving list up because I was looking up the Jerick McKinnon number. I know that we talked about that uh, 58 minutes ago, but he's 82nd <laughs> all time ahead of guys like uh, Demetrius Harris, uh, Jonathan Baldwin, oh, Jay uh, Baldwin. Leonard Pope, my guy, Poper, and, eight eight foot two from America's Georgia. Uh, yeah, I mean he has more receiving yards than Noah Gray does. So think about that, um, and Clyde. So I'm just saying. All right, let's. That was a good one. All right, let's move on to the next one. I know, Nick. I'll t- I'll I'll close it out. Nick, what do you got for us? 
what okay so i know what i like to do like because i watch film during the year and like so i can't focus on anything else so it's the second time you told us that you watch film well listen i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm sick of watching film basically is what i'm saying um usually around like like week one of playoffs i'm like i don't like watching film anymore like i'm just like over it what's your end of season shift to focus like mine like i i go i start watching english premier league i watch you know chelsea put play so i just get away from football just totally get away from it what what do you guys do to get away from from staying involved with cheese stuff or do you just stay in it go to draft season i just go to draft season oh (laughs) my god i said draft season yeah oh i don't know if it surprised you nick i don't have a lot of free time in my life right now just to sit back and watch whatever um producing i'm not watching highlight producing a lot of our draft features we just put three out on zay flowers at perry and Bryce Ford Wheaton will have three more next week. Uh, and then three more after that, three more after that, three more after that. We've got Bless 40 one-on-one interviews, plus going to the combine, getting some more one-on-one interviews when we're up there. Uh, plus some other things that we have going on at KC Sports Network that are taking a lot of my time that we were talking about before we started recording that we haven't completely announced yet. So a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, very exciting times with the company, but uh, awesome. I get into draft season, Nick. I like draft season when they've already drafted. There's too many players to focus on. Yeah, and then once you get drafted, it's like, all right, let's watch the film. <laughs> let's see what they're all about. <laughs> you just get the draft guide and you can just read through all of it. Let's Shout try out to a lot of reading. Link in bio. KCSN draft guide. Link, Link in bio. Description there you go. bio. Um, it's a Jake Paul shout out. Anyway. Um, Tucker. I know. Friend of the program. Jake Paul. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I have undiagnosed ADHD and I hyperfixate on things. Like I just go quickly from one thing to another, you know. But mm-hmm. like if I hyperfixate on something, I'm gonna go all out in it. And right now, uh, my hyperfixation is I'm gonna get absolutely jacked for no reason. I've been talking to Maddie Lane about oh. supplements <laughs> and just weight weight programs. I've just I've also been watching. I told you guys this. I've been watching a lot of like Stone Cold or I think they're called Broken School sessions from Stone Cold Steve Austin. And those guys just watching WWE wrestlers are so jacked. And I was like, I want to be like that. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna lift. I think I'm gonna get into lifting hardcore. So yeah, I, Matt Matt Lane's gonna help me out there. So uh, that's what I'm hyper fixated on right now. Talk to me again in two weeks, and I'm probably moved on to like <laughs> vintage resale or probably Legos again. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes from like it goes like it's it's bad. It's not great, but like I just hyper fixate on one thing for two a couple months if it's good, and then move on to the next thing. But uh, yeah. if you would have asked me what you fixate on, I would say. It's. I think you should leave memes and videos. Well, I got a whole like album in my phone just to just whoop, pop those open real quick. I think I even sent one in the group chat just a little bit ago. So you did. Yeah. Uh, cannot stop watching that show. That has not been a. That has not what been. What show? What show? It's called. I oh, think no. you should leave. Um, it's oh. by Tim Robinson. He used to be on SNL. Nick uh, might love it. Actually, Nick. Actually, it might be up Nick's alley. It might be right up your alley, buddy. What, it, what is, it, again? it is weird. I think you should leave. That's what <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's a bunch of sketches that were too raunchy for Saturday Night Live. Is that true, Tucker? I've tried that's watching I've, it. That's what I've been I got told. into some. Some of them are funny. And then you get into like three or four in a row that you don't like. And they're like 20 minutes long. So if you find two or three in a row that are not great, 
Start with season two, episodes one and two. Those are the those are that run of sketches right there are the are the best two like straight all of the sketches I've gone through and ranked every one of them. By the way, oh. another hyperfixation. So um, hey, wait, Tasha, we do a podcast. We could do your own. Back. I think you should leave podcast and go through each episode, talking about each kid in each episode. That'd be good. Um, rewatch part. Watch. Watch. Listen, part. season three is about to drop. It's in production right now. So I mean, that's something that could legitimately be pretty cool that i would be into uh but yeah so uh, again about my hyper fixations if i'm going to fixate on something i'm going to like go all out like when i get like into my phases with nick as you talked about your, your epl the premier league i will buy a jersey i'll get the scarves i will i will go all out if i'm gonna get legos i'm gonna get the best legos there are if i'm gonna if I'm going to get into getting jacked, I'm going to drive to Supplement Superstore at 8.15 at night and go buy creatine. Uh, not that I just did that or anything, but uh, <laughs> like that's what I do. I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all out and do it. Um, so really, living with me is an adventure. Uh, bless Tara's heart for doing it because you never know. What I'm, I'm the wild card. Uh, you never know what I'm going to get into next. And it could just be a video I see on TikTok of Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling and say, Yep, I want to be a WWE wrestler now, or um, it's, it's something that's just like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I let, that's what I'm hyper fixated on right now. So I guess that's what I'm gonna do for a little bit. Then we'll figure it out in a couple months when we record again. Uh, what I'm gonna awesome. do. I, I yeah. hope to see you in Chuck T's uh, doing oh, deadlifts. I want to be so jacked. Like I've already I want myself. I want everybody listening to this episode to hyper fixate on this for the next two minutes as we take one last quick break. We are going to talk about Patrick Mahomes' new documentary and break that down with the final blind nail segment right after this quick break. Yes. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Welcome back, everybody. This is Outside the Trenches here on KC Sports Network. I'm BJ with Nick and Tucker. As per usual, we've got two-thirds of the Blind Nail segments done. We've got one last one, and that is mine. And I kind of teased it before we got started. We got Patrick Mahomes' new documentary that really didn't get leaked out. I think it was interesting that nobody really knew that this was happening and that it was Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins all had video crews following him around for the entire year to do a Netflix documentary called Quarterbacks. And the only reason I know that people didn't know is that Matt Derrick, who covers the Chiefs, he's a beat writer. He's one of the guys who's there every single day going back to OTAs when there's like four media people there. Matt Derrick is one of the four <laughs> who's at all of those practices. Yeah, he knows what's going hey, on. You earn street cred, man, in your OTA, mm-hmm. OTA reporting, man. Exactly. 
then you get to like Super Bowl media night, the players will answer his question because they're like, I don't know who all you jokers are, but that dude has been here every day. I will answer his question. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Um, you do. Phase one workouts in shorts and they're over there (laughs) watching and breaking it down. Love it. But Matt Derrick saying, hey, I'm finally glad that we got answers to who all the strange people following Mahomes around all year were. It was like if they were doing that all year and it was a thing, I don't know if they asked and weren't told the truth about what was happening or just never asked like the Chiefs PR team or whatever, but thought that was interesting that they didn't know, but excited to see that documentary. That is going to be something uh, I think it was in conjunction with like a bunch of different production companies, but Omaha Productions, which is obviously Peyton Manning's connected to ESPN, uh, NFL Films, I think is kind of taking the lead on it. And then Patrick Mahomes apparently now has his own production company uh, called 2PM Productions. Uh, which is, you know, going to be fire and be very, very good. But uh, my blind nil about this, Nick, is that if you can pick a camera crew to follow anybody in the NFL around for a year and do a documentary, who would you choose for that camera crew to follow around? Are we showing nightlife? Are we showing like what they, what they do at night? I'm not um, putting those kind of, per- I'm not putting those kind of limits on your answer here, buddy. So, so you'd have to think about somebody I'll go first since I had more time to think about this. Yeah. I would say Andy, I think Andy Reid would be hilarious because I think you get to, to see the other side of Andy Reid that you get glimpses of, but the players talk about all the time about how much they love him because he's hilarious. He makes jokes all the time. Like he's like from a very small example, and I don't have any information other than I can picture what the meeting was like of Jarek McKinnon sliding at the one yard line. They called it church mode because you don't score in church. And like that was the way they explained it. And that's an absolute like Andy Reid thing to call it that explain that that's why they do it, make a bunch of jokes about it. And then we never really hear the backstory of when they all learned that it was called church mode and they all just yell that out as opposed to, Hey, go down. We don't want to score. It's a church mode. And they know exactly what it is. Hilarious. It's funny. But I think if a camera followed Andy Reid around, Mm. um, I think there would be, I think you'd see a different side. And he's one of the guys, like whenever he's done coaching open, like 15 years after 10 more Super Bowls, uh, I can see him if he wanted to do media being phenomenal at it, because you'll see a lot more of the, the fun joking side of him. That is why the players love him so much. I hope it's better than his state farm commercial. Oh buddy. Don't (laughs) slander that commercial. Don't, don't slander that commercial. That's good. No, it's not. No, what do you mean not. it's not good? It's terrible. <laughs> He's overacting. He's, He's so perfect. like, yeah. He's oh, perfect funny. for it. Don't don't tell the king if he's not wearing clothes, man. Just be honest. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You can say it. it's okay. It's okay to point laugh. That's Man's the second awesome. worst take you've ever had in our ah! history. Was outside the trenches or in the trenches. We'll go old school. <laughs> in the, inside the trench. Wow. That's Jody awesome. Fortson in the third round of the fantasy football. Oh, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was brutal. Bro, he's, running oh. decoy. he's running decoy routes for Travis Kelsey to get five touchdowns in one game, dude. I want to hear it. <laughs> Come on. He's running clear out routes, man. Come on. He's, he's exactly uh, all right, Tucker. okay all right, all right nick. Points. Who, nick who, you go <laughs> um he had a great block in that Kadarius tony pump turn marcus he, did. he had a massive or oh, fortson two yeah. two and he cleaned oh, up someone oh. at the end so i don't want to hear it it's a lot of fantasy points he got for a lot that. of fantasy <laughs> points. block on a punt obviously, obviously i don't play fantasy ever at all I, i'm trying i'm trying to think i, I think tyreek hill would be interesting because i see he goes to a lot of those like 
those one-on-one pass pro or one-on-one like passing things in in Miami. With Um, destroying? Well, no, no. He watches, supports it. Yeah. Oh. So he he, he watches all those. I don't know what these kids do. They get out and do like one-on-one drills or pass, pass routes versus each other. And then film it, kind of like um, and one, yeah. almost co- kind of concept. Yeah, that's the destroying. Like, he's oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't hear. I, I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, no, wow. it's the he was like a UCF kicker that got kicked out of the NCA because the NCA wasn't allowing him allowing him to run his YouTube channel. Free and millions of views, yeah. and it was pre. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and the dude is like a phenomenal athlete. Like, yeah. they had him. I think he's like a sideline reporter for the XFL. But if you like get on YouTube, like he's one of the more popular dudes on there. I know Tyreek had done a few videos with him. So I, I would love to see any like I think Tyreek would have a good one just because he's out and about um, any any like rookie, any like established rookies, like rookie or second year. I think that's when you go hard um, in the paint because it's new to you and, you know, you're making money. You're in college and I guess NIL is different, but um, someone in, in a good market, a, um, like Vegas, you know, Vegas would be a cool one. Get stuff, get nightlife. L.A. Uh, would be a, a cool one. So I have to say. I like to see what what Waller's all about. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, mm. I, he probably he keeps to himself, but but he's in Vegas, man. He got the neck tattoos. Him and Max uh, Max Crosby, right? Uh, uh, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, you got neck tattoos, man. You going hard in the paint? You know, you, you ain't you ain't you ain't going to church on Sunday, you know, or, or you know Sunday night, right? I mean, it's like so Jimmy I'm, Garoppolo, just yeah. single Ooh. and just yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo what, single. Good looking dude, just out on the town. Bachelor every night. Won't talk about some of his exes, and people he's dated, but that would be an interesting documentary. Yeah, Garoppolo would be a, a good one. Like, like I would love to see Garoppolo wearing a GoPro to see the looks he gets because I think my wife is is capping and says he's not an attractive man, and that <laughs> is the most handsome, the most handsome player in the NFL uh, as of right now. So he's yeah. Good right there's so, the video of him at like the golden state warriors yes. game and like all the cheerleaders came up and said hi and they didn't say hi to christian mccaffrey or like Riddle. any of the dudes nobody and they were they were they were fiending they were like what's that man they were just geeking out of their minds and look at jimmy jimmy g in the flash court side dude i mean you've distracted a cheerleader no no it's no it's it's impossible and he did so he's handsome so yeah jimmy g would be a good one too plus i love the bay area too bay area kicks ass you said the Tyreek one, and I started thinking about Mike McDaniel. And I can't get the video out of my head that went on social. That, And I think it's gone viral multiple times where it says, like, Mike McDaniel's the guy that, like, IT. his dad left town and he yeah. let him take over the company. <laughs> and he's just, like, dancing around. It's a Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> movie. It's a Whoopi Goldberg movie, right? I look at it and I just think Pete Davidson. It's oh, man. Like no, that's do. all I see. Pete Davidson's too jacked to play Mike McDaniel. You know, that's the funny yeah. part. I love hey, I, I love Mike McDaniel. I love that the Dolphins went a different route with, with hiring. Yeah. And, and it's I think I love it. I love getting old guard out. I hate this musical chair. The Cardinals. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Anyway. Uh, well, Tucker, what do you got? Apparently Kyler likes playing modern warfare more than he likes watching film, right? Buddy, have you seen the uh, someone on Reddit did like a stat breakdown of like when it's double XP weekend on Call of Duty and what his numbers are? And it's just like <laughs> Is it is it really is it bad? Yeah, it's it's legitimately there's legitimately a difference in like when it's double XP weekend on Call of Duty. I to love the internet. <laughs> I love that the internet goes to that level this of things. So funny. I knew guys used to bring Xboxes to on away games to play in a hotel and to play Madden like all night. 
on in away games because they're huh. just that addicted to to playing stuff. Yeah, I I don't get the slant like people being upset about how much video games the guys are playing. Like, you're not you winning. If you're not doing? winning, if you're not winning, they're gonna break it down, dude. I, I mean, know. Here's all. But you know. you'd rather that than guys going out and getting in like I don't that's know, fair. Yeah, getting in trouble. Like they're sitting home playing video games. Like if they're streaming, you know where kids. they are. I know, you know that that's that's. Please, someone read what out Jordan just. Yeah, Jordan. Out. Jordan just sent us a message in our in our uh, in our little chat here from August 2022. Kyler minus 7.77 passer rating on double XP weekend, a four and seven record. Uh, when there is a Call of Duty double XP weekend, he Wait, stinks. What's a double XP weekend? You got to explain to me. I know what Modern Warfare is. So but... it's just what that is. So like every time you play like a Call of Duty game, you get XP experience points, right? Okay. But you get every okay. game that you play experience on the weekend points, Tucker. Sorry, you get double the down experience here. points during that here. weekend. So, like, you can sure. really climb the ranks of Call okay. of Duty. Uh, so he's yeah. he's grinding. He's in grind mode on Call of Duty. He's is in to, grind to love mode. Love. <laughs> it's I love. It's a They they a... pulled the Jamarcus Russell on him, where they like tried to like give him empty tape to say like, uh-huh. oh, what did you watch this weekend? And like they they because they've remember they blasted him up a little bit in his contract when they're like, yeah, you have to do this many hours of, uh, of tape study. That's and everyone's annoying. like, why do you have to put that in there? If you're going to pay this guy $48 million or however much his contract is, that was a random number, but yeah. Uh, that was wild. the deal with Paxton Lynch when he was with the Broncos as well. And that it wasn't, I don't know. If, I think this is out there that somebody, I don't remember how they figured it out, but like you're, when you get like an iPad with the team, it has like all of the play calls. Yes. Like they can, they can go in and see how much time you spent on like logged into the iPad, like watching film and doing all that stuff. And the team like did that. And then they compared it because somebody on social media had put where he was online playing video games, but you can see somebody's like, I don't know if it's their stats or how long somebody has been online, but the team was like, how in the hell are you spending 40 hours a week playing video games and one and a half hours a week watching film and like all the information is public. And so when the Kyler Murray stuff came out, I'm like, yeah, it's like Paxton Lynch. Well, speaking of Paxton Lynch, he made a big video game guy. He he made a bit of history. Don't say it. He made a bit. He's the only quarterback to be benched in the NFL, CFL, XFL, and USFL. Golly. That I was happened this my week. Wife that. I was telling my wife that. I was telling my wife that. I, I did not like, know this. Yep. That he got benched opening weekend of the Orlando. He's but what happened? Did he throw a touchdown? They get benched, but was it kind of like, or did he suck and like get Was benched? it a double XP oh, weekend? He sucked. He was bad. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who their backup quarterback was. The oh Guardians' backup quarterback. I cannot remember. Is uh, that but, your sign? Is that it, your sign? Like, dude, this is not. It me. has to be. I'm not going to get on that Chase Daniel. Like, right? I'm, I'm not going to. It has to be, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. It wasn't Ben DiNucci, but Ben DiNucci was not very good uh, either. New XFL, not that bad. I'll say that, by the way. Um, Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. First game was exciting. Yeah. It's good. I'm going to find the backup quarterback. I got to give you context of who he was benched for, so it just gives you the magnitude. Um, Tucker, have you given us your documentary? No, I haven't. It was DeAndre. stalling like crazy. Um, Yes, he really is. DeAndre, well, is that like, the Florida State kid? Yeah. Who? His teammates hated him. DeAndre Fenswell. Sorry. Why? 
that dude broke his ankle and got like carted off the field and not a single one of his teammates went over and like dapped him up when he came off. The field. Oh, I, I see. I you immediately, know this is like you behind the scenes. I watched the game. For. I immediately texted Matt Miller. I'm like, that dude teammates hated him. Yeah. Not a single one of them came Straight over up. to check That's, on him at all. There's little things you can see. Like if, if you've been around the game, you can see like who's like, and when other people come up and like dap you up, you know, like yeah. from other teams, that's, you know, you got respect, but when I do things I like to- that, it's like, I used to talk to Trez Paler about that a lot when we would like break down film that he would talk about how much after a guy made like a big play, how many of his teammates, how excited did he get, how mm. much like how many people celebrate with him. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can kind of tell a difference when you watch enough of it that you can see stuff. But yeah, that's why I immediately, as soon as he said his name, I'm like, yeah, Florida State quarterback teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't seem about, to like him a whole lot. Some of the Florida State quarterbacks just built differently, huh? It's just, just different. Orlando Guardians did have a tough day at the office, though. They All right, Tucker, we're going to wrap this show up as soon as you give us an answer. Yeah, um, I was thinking about a bunch of different guys. I do think uh, maybe like or Antonio Brown was actually the first guy I thought. Oh, of yes. He just did some like wild stuff from like uh, his, listen, his emails, his emails. The way- I was fine. With- <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Tucker. I he crossed think, lines with the pictures he put out of like him hanging out in Tom 100%. Brady's house with Giselle. That went way beyond like, hey, funny, like he's unhappy. He's like that was a dick move. Listen, we're talking about in the league. I'm not talking about what he's doing now because that's a that's off the rails. But because I think there's something there with that, with those. Uh, when you look back at those Pittsburgh Steelers teams that had Ben Roethlisberger, notorious, oh, notorious guy uh, off the field issues, uh, Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. Antonio Brown, all James on Harrison. the same team. James Harrison, give retroactively give uh, yes. him yes. all of the Coach of the Year awards. Um, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. There you go. I couldn't think of his name. G- give him all of the Coach of the Year awards when those teams were together because you did not hear a single peep. Although, or I will say, Antonio Brown did go live after beating the Chiefs in that in that one game on Facebook Live. If you remember that. Um, and that was kind of like the start of like, oh, this guy's kind of weird. And then he like refused to change his helmet with the Raiders. And then the Raiders were like, all right, we're just going to cut That's you amazing. then. And then it all just kind of went down from that. there. He Pre-Twitter. didn't want to change his helmet. Pre-Twitter. Ah, that was That's why. I was no, no, bro. Because the, the Steelers won in 08. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, okay. yeah. The Steelers won in 08 when they beat the Cardinals. And then they won it in 04, 05. You know, so um, we had everyone kind of together. So pretty Twitter. That's how they're able to keep it together. Once if that team, if you had a Twitter in 04, that team would have been exposed. So that, bad. that 30 for 30 on those, on those Steelers teams is going to be legendary. So I'm let's go back to this question, Tucker, since you still haven't answered it correctly, because Antonio Brown is no longer in the league. Oh, so you need to come up with a player. So who's in the I'd league pay right money. I'd, I'd subscribe to his Substack. <laughs> At this point, he's going to say Deshaun Watson. No, my gosh. No, I'm not going to say You that, said Antonio man. Brown, dude. I know, uh, but I was talking about his playing career. Um, art from artist. Um, <laughs> I've got to go. Um, it's like, this, is a, this is a great question. Too many. There's too many. There's there. just, there's just I, I think you want to follow around a guy who um, – I don't know. You I were really so don't stumped. I I don't know why I'm so stumped by this. Uh, I think I think stumped? you got to go with a guy who's been around is what you want, like a JJ Watt, Russell Wilson, also like a Russell Wilson. Oh, oh uh, wow! 
Jordan for the Russell top Wilson would actually be long. legit. Russell would like, not be Russell a bad Wilson one. Wilson would be legit. Runner pass, runner pass. Dude, <laughs> Run. <laughs> Dude that clip alone. I get mad when I'm like coaching my son's flag football and say runner pass. Like, no one gives a shit. Like, no. it's not going to make a difference. You react or don't, you know? Nick, this is a good question. You didn't hear, like, if that happened, you don't hear it on the field. Like, I can never remember. I know. Right? <laughs> like, right? hearing, like, hearing someone on the other like, oh, yeah, good, good call. Um, I would I would love to be a fly on the wall the first time at a Sean Payton practice that if oh. Russell Wilson's trainers are allowed in there to be like, Russell's done practicing for today. His numbers are there. And Sean Payton's like, get the hell out of here. Sean's like, My quarterback is practicing. Shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he wouldn't care. He's like, can you follow around Jim Irsay? Does that count? Ooh, that's a good one. God, that dude that's is doing a great some wild stuff right now. He's jacked. He, hey, that's he's, a great one. He's jacked, tanned, and juicy as fuck. It was worth man. it. He's, it was worth the wait. Like, God, it really is. You nailed it, Tucker. Thank you. Yeah, he said player. Is that player? I mean, he owns players, right? He's the owner. Well, right? beat it a coach. So I think it's that's fair. true. Yeah, see, personnel is on the thing. Mm-hmm. God, that's really good. That's yeah. That's Andrew Luck would be another good one, but like he's also not in the NFL. But well, you want to see his book club? I respect him. They had a whole athletic podcast. I listened to it. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. I love Andrew Luck. He the best thing about Andrew it. Luck being in the NFL was that Twitter account. Oh, the yeah. the, the general, yeah. the Civil War general. It was amazing. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best. You're right, BJ. That was amazing. I love those. I, those were oh. They tried to copy one for like Mahomes and others, and it just wasn't. It's not. It's not. The same. It's not the same. Can't do yeah, that. you can't. Don't. It's the personality I think that fits so well with it. With uh, Andrew Luck, you can't do it for everybody. No, there's yeah. only a few people who could who could you know homage to the past like that, and that was one of them. <sighs> that dude's amazing. As we wrap this show up, I'm gonna go completely off the wall and bring some. Yes, up. I just randomly thought about it. Yes, that I saw a an advertisement on Twitter for hot dog flavored chips. <laughs> and I immediately looked and I was like, if they're heavy on the ketchup, I know somebody who might buy mm. these chips. It might get because I saw me. your tweet the other yes. day that yes. you ordered another few yes. pallets yeah. of these pallets. ketchup yes. chips <laughs> from <laughs> Canada. Pallets. Yes. I Can did. you please explain to these people what I'm talking about? Old Dutch. Old Dutch is a, a, a brand or, uh, that make chips in Canada. And old Dutch, look it up, Jordan. They make some wacky Dutch shit. Jordan. Some wacky shit. Um, look it up. Onto, no, no, I said you could look it up, Jordan, if you want. Um, uh, they make <laughs> oh, yeah, they make dill pickle. They make Mexican chili, Whoa. right? Which doesn't make sense. It makes no You're sense. Right. But, but they're Canada, right? It's like they don't know what they're doing. Like they Canada, they, like their idea of like Mexican food is like tater tots, like queso, you know. So so they're completely zany. Uh, ketchup chips, uh, which is my favorite. Uh, uh, and how I got hooked on this was as a kid, my parents were divorced, so I'd go live in <laughs> I'd go live in Canada for the summer with my at my grandma's house and my dad in Saskatoon and Saskatchewan, and they had all these types of chips, and it was just wild. It was so yeah. So I saw so you can't get them in the states. Uh, That's wild. So we talk to guys, food. talk to guys chips about making those. Ooh, it's not the same. Mm. I could try. It could. Give it a give it a whirl. I'd give it a whirl. Of course I would. I'd give it a like I tell my kids, man, give it a no thank you bite. You know, I I, I do I it a no thank, thank you, you bite. <laughs> it's like you try this. But yeah, but ketchup chips, 
are legit. And when you're a fat kid, you just like get to like the end, you know, when you got the bag and there's like two, three inches left, just crinkle those suckers up like, into mm-hmm. a fine dust and just dump it down your gullet. You know, just, oh, 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 oh this is so good. I'm going to go eat some right now. Well, on that note, we appreciate everybody for hanging with us till the very end. We appreciate your support of what we've got going on, not just with Outside the Trenches, but at KC Sports Network. Hit that like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. And don't forget, we don't just cover the Chiefs. We also cover the Royals, Sporting KC, the KC Current, KU, K-State, Mizzou. We've got uh, our stories with Marlia Campbell with uh, – really cool stuff coming up with that network or with that show and some other things that we have as we get closer to the draft that we'll announce uh, here in just a little bit. But again, appreciate all your support. Appreciate you for hanging out. We'll have more content uh, the rest of this week at KC sports network to get you through your day. Appreciate you all hanging out for Nick, for Tucker on BJ and for Jordan. Thanks for hanging out. See you later. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.